Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the jokes. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget the mother folks, cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Andy is straight up and Randolph ain't hip up racist. When Tim Miller hit that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of the shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Mike B. Be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. JL Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation. So they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Yeah. Dominic. Puerto Rico, Suave. I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico, Suave. It's only a, it's only a few, like, it's minutes away. I'm walking to it, I'm still inside, so. Yeah. yeah. I just don't want to have to give up, give up my phone. I, not like I'm going to tape it or anything, but putting I just... Put it into a bag. You know they're putting phones in Put it on yonder. Somebody got a clip of him, a video clip of him in Boston. I know, which is, gonna make, which is going to make them even more vigilant. Yeah, I think I would just leave my phone. If I, I'm going to, I'm going to, after we're done, I'm going to like try to, I'm going to grab something to eat and walk by the ticket center and then see if I can just get my a physical ticket so I can just leave right. my phone in my room. What do I think of Rothaniel? Hey, baby! Oh, I thought it was the best I've ever seen him. Like, and I, said, I agree I with Andy. The, I said that in the chat room. That yesterday. was you? Yeah, in the thread. That's and, the best and, I've seen him. And Andy one. said, Andy said, like, it was still a lot of energy, like, because he was sitting down. It was still... Yeah, it was more energetic than he normally has right. been. We're talking yeah. about Gerard yeah, Carmichael yeah. special, Rothaniel. Yeah. I thought it was because he's free because he's he came out like yeah well you know it could be it's um it's a combination of a lot of things like you know it's a very intimate venue yeah and he's sitting down and the crowd's right on top you know mm -hmm. there's no distance his first special was at the comedy store which is you know a small intimate venue right so he's done that before but his first special he was also five six years into comedy maybe five years yeah ago. had notes. I mean, he at one point he pulled out notes and all that. And this one, it seemed more like, mm -hmm. I don't know. The first, it's almost like a tale of two halves because the yeah. second half got more. Exactly. Yeah. Know, yeah. I think I agree with JL, although for not for the reasons that JL <laughs> is saying it, I think we have to, we have to think of another word for what spoken word performers are doing. That's not comedy. That's not all the way comedy. Yeah. I don't well, know what the word is. We may not even need it, but I think I've, I think I kind of agree with JL, but again, not for the reasons JL. <laughs> I don't know what J, what did JL did he just because I told texted, JL he's texted about it. He's texted about it. He just doesn't like the fact that it, it's not about to him. It's not about jokes. It's not about being funny. Like JL's well, JL wants to sit on the on the line of you're not doing jokes, you're not being funny. So he has he seen this comedy. one though? Has he seen this one? I assume he did. Maybe, I told he's him, going to. I, I, he'll I see told him to enough. watch it last night. I watched it like at like mid, like 11 o'clock. And I, mm -hmm. I texted him. I was like, this is the best I've ever seen him. And he's like, well, you said to watch it. I'll watch it, you know, yeah. so the, I don't know the, what he's. The, the Car I mean, Carmichael's things 
you know, his specials before have had a lot of like loose ends, a lot of long pauses, a lot it wasn't of good. Um, it wasn't pauses good. and and a lot of like very in the moment moments, like pulling out his notes on stage. And I think it seemed like that was to him like that's a real moment. It's a real honest moment. He's always chasing that real yeah. honest moment. And I always felt like, yeah, but killing for an hour is also a real moment. You yep. Know? <laughs> like it bring yep. the pain is a real, is a, is a, is an incredible yeah. moment. And so ha- you can have that moment too. You know, you don't mm-hmm. have to just have this, like take away the pretense, act like the cameras aren't here, fuck around a little bit, do jokes. I wrote today on my HBO special. So, but he's been chasing that. I don't know that he's really hit that mark prior to this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I feel like maybe it was a little, you know, like fake it till you make it. Uh, in the previous specials, it was like probably it was like I'm gonna I'm gonna be thoughtful and slow and deliberate, but it, maybe that's just sort of almost like just to try to show that that's what you're going for. This one, it seems like he hit that mark, and mm-hmm. you know, he didn't shy away from hey, I can kill for ten straight minutes. Also, yes, exactly, and yeah. I don't have to yeah. I don't have to deflate that balloon. But if it does deflate because of what he's done for the last you know 10 years, he's completely comfortable in that moment, too, which is where a lot of comics don't have comfort. So he sits in those quiet moments, whereas mm-hmm. for us and people like JL is probably like, I got to get a joke off. He even says in the special, I feel like I should make a joke here. Yeah. But but it's not the it, to him. He's like he's OK with not with like, you know, leaving that out. You know, it's like jazz. It's the jokes you don't tell. But yeah, he's um, <laughs> he's he's whatever he was reaching for stand up wise the last few years. I think he's kind of found it. And yeah. it's also like, you know, the, his first special he was five years in. You know, you should be doing HBO specials at five years in. Like, you know, we all had directed by Spike Lee. Yeah. yeah. So the, part the of it is just birth as a comic, too. And um, or a performer or a performance artist, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I think whatever he's been trying to, whatever point he's been trying to get to, he sort of got there. He's, it was much closer to what he, I feel like in his mind, he is as a comic on this special. It's definitely worth watching. I thought it was great. I think it like it's the best I've ever seen him as he's more animated. Uh, like, like you said, like there's more energy in the performance, even yeah. though he's sitting down because it's like you you kind of like what the fuck you fucking sitting down you think you you think you're cosby when we <laughs> didn't you think know you were sorry now <laughs> you didn't think you were cosby when we, we didn't know he was raping people what's going on eh? right you know and but it's like but i like that theatric bo burnham is a fucking genius too and the way that he set yeah, just he the way shoots, that he shoot well. he shot the shit out of it Shot the uh, shit out of Chris's special. He did. And that's why I didn't like when Chris uh, ruined it by remixing it. It's like, dude, you it was fine. But Chris anyway, special, man, it's not yours. So, yeah, people say that about when people do music, when they'll redo a song. Well, I don't, think redone that song. I don't like when you did a song like that. I'm like, it's not your song. This is here's this. this well, I, I, song. I didn't. And I can choose to say that I like it or didn't. Mm, yeah, you I can. didn't. Yeah. I did not. Is Chris, Chris Rock a genius? Chris can yes. do what he does. I'm seeing him tonight. But I thought I said it on my pod this morning, like where I just think like it was sharp the way that he the way that Gerard came on, came on, hugged his friend, took his coat off, got on stage, went into it. It was smooth. It was the the first 10, 15 minutes before he 
before he comes out just killing, before he says he's gay, he's just like, bow, 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 bow. Mm-hmm. Not like Earthquake, but just these <laughs> moments that's yeah. just like, it was, it was, um, it was very, it got into the level where it got to like, it was almost one man showy, but it, he kind of dipped his, I mean, he did. It was very, more. now that you say that, it was very much one man. That's why I think about Hannah Gatsby when they were like, yeah. But she's it was doing, funnier than that. No, no, like he's he, not this, doing stand up. Yeah, she's this doing was a one actually, woman show, and it, what he was doing was more of a one man show. Yeah. Well, one thing Gerard same, has is he has like he could even the quiet parts. You know, the crowds on the edge of their seat. Like they he are. has a, a way of engaging, mm-hmm. um, and and connecting with people. That is, you know, that's kind of his his real talent. There is connecting with people, especially in a small intimate venue. And it's like I don't think the crowd is thinking. Fuck, I haven't laughed in like five minutes. Right, no, right. when he's on stage. And and by the way, the crowd, the questions from the crowd were good. I don't right. know what what editing went into that, but those were good questions. I was going back and forth with a friend about that. Like I I, I wanted to believe that that was not manufactured. I don't, I don't think, it, think was. it was. And I think I, once, and I, once and one he, person spoke up, other people felt like they could yeah, speak up. Because the way of the way he set the room up. He said, yeah. "We got. I'm happy that you guys are here. I'm going to talk. We're going to talk about secrets. I got to. I'm getting this thing. This only works if we're family. I think he said something along the lines of that. He went into his act, and it was. It got to a point where, um, they were like you said, in yeah, on everything engaged. he was saying. They right. were locked in, and he created that. He created that environment. Bourbon and, and it, It's an act. It's a thing that, like in acting, we talked about a lot in 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 theater school, where it was like." It, when you're acting, when you're up there performing, you want to stop time. Everybody's just thinking about what you're doing on stage. Like the audience is thinking about what you're doing on stage. They don't care about, oh, I got to go do laundry. I got to go, go get groceries after this. And it's like, no, you're stopping time. They were hanging on his every word. And it was a, it was beautiful, man. It was it was fucking great. There's there's yeah. moments of brilliance in there. Uh, several, several moments of brilliance. And I think that's the type of comedy that I like where yeah. like the self revelatory stuff, talking about family, talking about yourself, mm-hmm. that's attractive to me. I felt like, I think his special and Taylor Tomlinson's are probably two of the best that I've seen this year so far. I haven't watched hers. I heard it's like that too, where she like digs deep. Yeah, her. it's not, it's not, I watched some of it, you know, I wasn't in, as engaged in, Hers is I may go back and watch another. I watched. I mean, I watched the whole thing. I'm telling you what I saw. Yeah, no, I I was liking it. It was fine. I may go back and watch the whole thing. I didn't watch the whole thing. I think Chase is also good, but I'm. But I just think that you know when it comes the style that I like. Yeah, yeah, me too. That they get on stage, you talk about yourself, you talk about your life. When you get off stage, people know a little bit more about you, and that's an ex. That was an experience. That was kind of touching on one of those things that like I think Mark Marin might have talked about it. Like he, he talks about it a lot mm-hmm. where it's like a thing that's never going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like that's some of those things are never going to happen again. Those were those moments. And there was a fucking shot that Bo Burnham got where Gerard's talking on stage. And then you could see it was like a shot. I guess it was like uh, uh stage camera must have been stage left and Gerard's talking 
slow, the slow zoom out. Right. And the snow's falling down. Oh, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah, holy yeah. shit. I was like, I was like, fuck you, Bo Burnham. Do you have yeah. to be good at like, everything? How'd you make it snow, Bo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you, I was like, you son of a bitch. But it was, yeah. it was, it's a, it's a beautiful piece. And I, I, I was just really, I was, I was low key blown away by it. It was, it was nice. It was nice to see yeah. like that small venue, Blue Note, the jazz club. I've been in there before. It's just like a, just intimate. And that's that connection that Andy talks about. It's just like, he has mm-hmm. a real gift. They were hanging on his every word. He's also I, not I think, afraid. I see a lot of comics do this where somebody in the audience says something to you and you immediately go into attack mode because your yeah. ass is scared to talk to people in the audience. Yeah. Right? yeah. Whereas opposed to they're just you're having a conversation with these people. It's just yeah. it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Are they attacking you or are they just talking to you? Because you, know? you or are they co-signing ex- you? Yeah, that <laughs> happened to me. That happened to me last week. I think I might have told you about this. I was was working the working the club and I was talking about my dad passing away. I was like, it just it just sucks. And then one guy, one guy said, yeah, man, he was mm-hmm. sitting right in front of us. He said, yeah, man, my dad died nine years ago. And I feel like it was yesterday. So now, yeah, so now you can have a moment. Now they're now, with me. Yeah, now you this can thing, have a moment because yeah. he's now speaking for the whole audience. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so now and, you can have a have a moment now. OK, yeah, let's let's go down the road. May not be funny. Yeah. Well, I was but, funny. Yeah, but I mean, but, but that's but that's but that's just about to say it may not before I was so rudely interrupted by Chris's ego. It may it may not be funny, but funny's coming. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Funny's coming. They know that. Well, I think <laughs> so I think there's coming. something else too, like because of the way he reacted to the first person, it set up yeah. other people interacting in a non-heckling yeah. kind of way. Had right. he reacted differently to the first person, it might have been awkward and, and uh, kind of made the rest of the set awkward. And one thing I was thinking about, I mean, it was an honest question too. all the questions were yeah. good, honest questions. And you know what? Yeah, let me right. think about that. I haven't thought about it. Let me think about but Gerard, that. I mean, he did that, did that show at the Blue Note, which is a jazz club in, in New York and um, different vibe. He likes jazz music. When I worked with him years ago, uh, the improv, he was talking about. Dave Brubeck and he likes he likes we we've seen the rock and roll comic before you know the yeah Sam Kinison or even like a Jim Brewer goes up there and like screaming and yelling we've seen basically like the pop comic which I would say like I don't know Elijah Schlesinger or whatever who's like pop music but mm-hmm. you know kind of to to sort of take cues from music uh, in your comedy we don't see a lot of like the jazz comic and we don't see a lot of it, but they exist in the black world. Franklin and Jai, that's what they call Franklin and Jai, the, right. the jazz comedian. Right. I mean, there's a, there's a handful, but I mean, it's not, we don't yeah, see, but it it's it. not, it's not a, I would go so far as to call Richard a jazz comedian. But well, my point is that's not something, yeah, but you I see, see where you're going. It's that's not, not something, something that, you see, first of all, in yeah. general that much, but also right. you don't see it. It's not something that's, a big theater kind of thing either. Right, 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 right. It's an intimate yeah. small club kind of thing, the way jazz is. And so Gerard's pacing, um, his sensibilities are more that. And since you don't see it that often, it's a very unique special to see. We've mm-hmm. seen the special where the guy walks out into a theater and they're like screaming and yelling. And we've yeah. even seen the special where it goes further than that. It was like fucking pyro going off like a Dane Cook or Jim Brewer kind of thing. We've seen that. Kevin Hart. Yeah. We've seen yeah, Kevin Hart. We've seen the football stadium comedy show. And we've seen the rock and roll comedy show basically a lot. It's interesting how Kevin how Kevin wants to be the larger than life comic. And Gerard 
just wants to do the work. I wonder if Chris wants to be the larger than life comic. He's done the big theater, He's but I'm wondering there. if that's just because I want to reach as many fans as I possibly can. Cause Chris is very comfortable in a small room. Well, and also those guys, you know, the, the, anyone who's in New York gets plenty of sets in small rooms. Chris Rock right. goes to small rooms all the time. All you know? the so time. it's not like he's missing that. It's just when it comes yeah. time to film a special, he has an idea of what a special is. With right. with Gerard Carmichael, I mean, he's not at that level anyway. So, uh, you know, but he's never really sought out the, the theater kind of vibe in his standup. And also, if you look at his early, someone posted this clip last night as kind of like an ironic thing. Um, he had a clip some years back where he said, uh, I will definitely cheat on my wife. And of course, him coming out as gay is he's like, oh, I guess, guess not, you know, mm-hmm. so but he had a lot of bits that were like. Um, to me, they were like simple contrarianism, you know, yeah. it's just like everybody likes this. I actually don't like that or everybody doesn't like this. I actually think that's cool, you know, and I always thought it was like. It seemed thoughtful, you know, to an audience, but I'm like, that's just that's just going that's just zigging where people zag, you know. But he might have like this thing of like going against inherently in him as an artist. And so when it comes time to film a special, it's like, okay, let's do one where everybody in the audience is wearing a suit, you know, like oh. he did the the when it, the last one that yeah. Bo Burnham directed. Let's do one in at the Blue Note. Like it doesn't have to be, mm-hmm. you know, it can be something different. He's always looking for kind of the against the grain angle, mm-hmm. but he's not doing it in a very like loud in your face rock and roll kind of way. It's just I'm gonna. I'm going to find a different path. I'm actively looking for a different path. So that's what the special is. I mean, there's been a few other ones. It was a little rel. They went in a high school gym. Yeah, he <laughs> was working it out. He was working it out at, at the city winery because one of my my buddies was telling me about the about that. He about, you know, the special that he's he's working on something. And yeah. it was at the city winery, like the venue, all the venues of New York you could work out in. He's working out at the city winery. Yeah. But I, I think in general, the city winery and the, the people I was on the show with were pissing me the fuck off. <laughs> well, he had, he had um, and to your point, Andy. Fucking comedians, you, man. I can't stand your asses. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just me going. That's oh, me let it. Let, let, uh, <laughs> that's Randolph Ego talking. Yeah, yeah it's Randolph. That's, that's the Lar- that's the Larceny talking. <laughs> um, What were you saying? You said go go back to what you were saying, Andy. Going against the grain, contrarianism, jazz. Yeah, you were talking about Little Rail special, like also, like there's these moments that, like, that I I told Randolph about this. I don't know. I probably said it on a on a pod one or somebody's show, but like where you have these transcendent moments. I think Little Rail's funny, talented guy. He beat me out for a part um fucking last year or whatever <laughs> that's cool it's nah, cool man. though it's cool it's cool it's fucking cool bro whatever. you know just give it to him why'd you make me audition and you know you what know, i'm whatever. happy for him actually yeah i'm fucking happy for him bro <laughs> but his special which i liked but he had this moment when he's talking about his uncle passing away like this stretch that was just like this thing that blew me away where he was just talking about he became the pastor and it was funny it's a good bit yeah but it's a, it was just like this moment i was like tearing up and you're crying and you're singing but you but you but you're here now yeah and i was in this vulnerable place now. it was just like it was just it was a maybe an amalgam of a lot of things but i credit that him creating that moment and you know like a like a guy like uh hassan minaj who did his first special which was in a lot of ways, a one man show that it was so it was good. It was so good to the point where I was like, well, 
if he doesn't do anything else, I mean, in standup, that's that's good. You know, like there's some some have these elements, but I think like a person like Bill Burr, like when he started doing his theater stuff, like when he like was doing his um, was like the two, the, the one way conversation when he's talking about his kid like his dad yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, you know like yeah, that that yeah. that was like a one-man show moment but you still had your I always go by this format and it's a chris rock thing and i know it's like a, it's this has been a chris rock heavy week but when you talk about like i don't know the perfect i'm making air quotes stand-up special it's like social commentary race sex at the end closing with sex or whatever you whatever have you like it was very like the structure of putting a special together and and you and you and you kind of go by that format i just i just kind of got locked in with that or relationships not necessarily sex Mm -hmm. or whatever but it was just like oh yeah that is a good way to look at it that is a good blueprint and you know uh I like those moments when they're kind of transcendent. Like I, I didn't mind it. It's like a thing, like an acting thing that I had a, a teacher talk about once where it's like being in the shit, like stuff's not really that interesting unless you're in the shit, like a, something that a character is going through when Gerard is, you can see him struggling on stage. Do you know, maybe, maybe it could have been more polished, but it's not. And the way that he set up that environment, it's I, I don't give a shit that it's not super polished. Right, right. Because I think, he's, go ahead. Man, I think there's a, also this is for us, like let's say the older generation, uh, a, a comedy special is a very specific thing. You know, right? It's a big room. It's a big event. It's a you know a bunch of cameras and all that stuff. And you know there are some some twists people do it with a twist here and there a theater and around or you know some other thing but overall it's it's kind of the same thing maybe the twist would be you know like bill burr did i guess i got to do a, a black and white special you know or mm-hmm. I guess i'm wearing leather for this one like you know there are certain tropes for that yeah but because it's so much cheaper and, and easier to get cameras and lights and recording equipment set up for a show than it's ever been before the younger generation right. of comics, which I think we should always listen to, even if we don't like them, because they might have different ideas that would benefit us. You see a lot of these specials now that are not traditional quote unquote comedy specials. You know, you see the uh, high school gym type of special. You see this thing that Gerard did. You see Drew Michael with no audience. You see Sam Morrell doing a rooftop special. Some of these work, some don't, but it's just so much easier to, to attempt these things. I'm always yeah, going to I'm always going to fall on the side of a special should be special, no matter yeah. what, no matter what. I'm always going to fall on the side. What Gerard did was special, yeah, right? and it's, it's it special, it special is self defined. Ultimately, did it in his way, but he tried to make it special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's it's it, he he's in it. He's in it. He yeah, it's a jazz club, but it's one. Of the, it's literally one of the oldest, best jazz clubs in the in the nation. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a venerated it's a venerated space and he treated it as such. Yeah. He treated it as such. I'm always going to err on the side of look, you doing a special or not? Cuz I watched fucking off you doing a special. Cuz I watched Mike Epps' special and it just looked like he was open-minded. Right. And I'm not going to that that to me is 
I, I don't have any patience for that. And it was just young, like, com- young comedian, old comedian, whatever. I don't have any patience for that. It's like he had this great COVID-19 joke and it was. And then it was just like the rest was. Yeah, Netflix gave him that money because Earthquake came in there. Earthquake is in a small venue. It's not a big venue. Yeah. But there's a but there's a blues and jazz. Club. It's, not a venue. it's not a big he venue. He eviscerated that audience. He that came room. in there like this was a special. I'm going to I've never I've never seen anything like that. I'm doing this, <laughs> you know, um, Gerard went in there from the mic. You said from the moment he came through that door and hugged his friend. Yeah. And he treated it like, OK, this is this is. I'm here to do this. Mm-hmm. This is special to me. I'm doing this. I'm here to I'm here to talk about some realness, and this is real to me. As long as you're doing that, I'm fine. But when you're out there just kind of experimenting around with bullshit and stuff like that because you want to break the model of what stand up truly is, fuck out of here, man. For me, it's <laughs> like I, I don't I don't mind pushing what the model is because you'll find things that you wouldn't have found before that work that maybe people would have thought didn't work before. So the only way to do it is the attempt. And I appreciate the attempts, but also special is self-defined for some people like special is not what we think anymore. You know, like what right. I have a, like bring the pain is like the ultimate comedy special to me, you know, right. It's right. just killing wall to wall. And that's like the standard, you know, to, yeah. there's a couple yeah. other ones, elephant in the room. And there's other right. ones too, jamming in New York that I feel like those are the standards and you should always be trying to meet that standard. But then when someone else says, well, why don't, why, why are we even going for that standard when there's this other area that can also be special that I personally would not have necessarily thought of, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's where it's like the, the younger generation who can just set up cameras and we can all do it, but it's, it's so much easier to set up nice 4k cameras, so much cheaper than it used to be in lighting and sound and, you know, film something. A lot of people film shit. I've known, we, we see it on, social media like i'm filming my hour and then it never comes out you know? uh-huh. so a lot of people yeah. make their attempts to do something special or different and it doesn't work and they decide not to put it out but these kinds of ideas of like you know let me turn comedy on its ear a little bit let me approach it a little more sideways than straightforward um ultimately are to the benefit of all of us because it kind of shows us new ways of doing things and, and i'm sure there's going to be a hacky you know, in 10 years, maybe it'll be hacky to do like the, you know, the extreme close up jazz club smoke filled room, you know, because yeah. hundred other people will do it. And then that'll be like what the kind of generic theater special is to us. And then the next generation will have something else. But, you know, younger people make those attempts because they have more audacity to make those attempts. Update. And when Michael we were younger, Harriet. we had more audacity too. you know, Michael Harriet put a tweet up. Two tweets. By the way, which if you know you start a tweet like that, it's uh it's about to be on. <laughs> it's not incumbent upon Chris Rock and Jada Pinkett Smith to issue a public statement. She's going to, but it's not. And Jada didn't choose to be a part of this public con- controversy. Someone else said something about her, and someone else responded. She owes us absolutely nothing, nor does Chris. Saying things into a microphone to an audience comes with the implicit agreement that laughter might not be the only reaction his words evoke. As long as he understands this, he's not required to justify his art or the responses right or wrong to it. First comment, Jada is central to this. She may decide to keep silent, but she's complicit. Uh, She didn't do anything but go to the Oscars. She condoned it and was very much a key enabler in this assault. We talking Uh, about that moment. We ain't talking about the the red table talk. We talking about that moment. I mean, look, we, we 
all the freeloaders, we spent like almost two and a half hours on this on the Monday episode. Um, so we kind of broke all this down, but all these down. fucking tough guys are now like she forced him to do something. Like, really? <laughs> uh, what happened to being a tough guy? And you know, no one tells me what to do. You can't have it both ways. What about her? People just trying to get their shots off on her. She's not even, she didn't do anything. Right. Did we get any emails? We got, yeah, we actually got a few. We got, um, there was one email I missed last week. So I'll get to that one real quick. Um, from Brandon, comptroller to take over majority black town of Mason ahead of Ford Investments in West Tennessee. I remember seeing that story. There was a small town, all, a, a basically a, a, an all black town. Uh, control the pot, the, the whatever the uh, the politicians there are black and everything, and then there's going to be a big Ford plant moved in there for electric cars. I think Ford is like expanding their electric car thing. So the county is like, We're going to take over your whole town mm-hmm. and yeah. and basically just fold it into the county and get and take away all your black, power. It's 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 um keeping power and opportunity and resources out of the hands of black people. And by the way, it's going to happen. And there's nothing to stop it. West Tennessee is where it is. Mason. There's nothing. There's nothing to stop it. Mason, there's nothing Tennessee. to stop it because whiteness doesn't care about what happens to those in the, those in the subordinated subordinated caste systems. It does. They don't care. They don't care. It's fucking ridiculous. They don't care. The study just came out where, as the minute it was found out that. COVID was impacting people with less resources. Whiteness was like, well, fine. We don't, it doesn't matter anymore. Back that to study was just released. I'm like, all you had to do was ask black people. We told you this was going to happen. And again, nothing's coming out of that study. The study was made. And so what? So what? This is what whiteness does. It doesn't care. The town has a charter that the county is going to relinquish. So basically disband it as a town. Yeah. So they can't, so they can't have access to the resources. Now the, the company that's kind of, it's Ford, right? It's Ford. They're building a huge plant. They could simply say, you're doing this. We ain't building our plant there. They could do that, but they're not going to because they're fine with it too. Ford is Everybody's uh, fine with this. Everybody's fine with black people getting fucked over. They're all fine with it. If we die, so what? So what? Who does it impact? Whiteness will move right along. I'm really fucking tired of us not just saying that. Just so there's no realization of that. It's just like, how do you not know? If I know it, you know it. You simply choose not to know it. You're fine with, with blackness getting fucked over. If anything, blackness gets fucked over and you figure out a way to attach something else to it or to give the benefit of the doubt to the people doing the fucking or to attach something else or to attach something else to it. Well, I think also with this town, I mean, I, I remember reading the article. I'm just kind of skimming it now. I think the town has been around for a while and just kind of the government of the town. It's like 1500 people in the town. It's a very small town, but it just became like a majority black kind of controlled the, town. The first government of the town was white right. and it was so corrupt that they all had to resign, which brought in a black governorship. Okay, which brought in a which brought into now the town is majority black and brought in a black governorship, and everything's going along fine. Everything's going along. It's just like Reconstruction. It's exactly like Reconstruction, and Reconstruction 
people teach that reconstruction ended because black people fucked black people fucked that up. We didn't fuck it up. We were doing well. That's why they had to end it because we were doing well, because if we do well, then that changes the you, you can't believe that. Can you, that changes everything you believe, everything that's taught about us still in the year of our Lord, 2022, which is why you can't have histories being taught, correct histories being taught because that changes what we've been saying about you. And the reason why we say that about you is to keep is to keep our one to alleviate the shame of what we did, and two to keep our power, our place in the power structure intact. In as if you're going to lose any fucking thing. As as if you're going to lose any fucking thing. Did you see the thing that they put up? Michael Harriet wrote about the about black coaches. The coaches no, not hiring black coaches themselves. Yeah, he's like yeah. you put it on the you put it on the NF you put it on the NFL right, and there's the coach it is the owners. But where are they? Where are the black head coaches who are who are uh, bringing up with the white coaches bringing up black people? There aren't any. They're not either. You know who was doing it? Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians. <laughs> you know, he's well. He mentioned also uh, Tony. Bruce Arians. Look at his staff. All black. More than half of the black head coaches come from the Tony Dungy coaching. Come from Tony. Come from one man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> come from one man. Now Bruce Arians. He he promoted Todd Bowles. You know. Okay, that's what's supposed to happen. He brought on, he's the one who brought this up. It's white coaches. It's not just white owners. It's the white power structure. I had a, uh, I used to have a boss. I used to work for a racist in Texas when I was at Southwest Research Institute. He told me point blank if, if black people start becoming head coaches, this is, we were just talking about coaches, then white players will never play anymore. So, yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> But wait a minute. What did you say? Did you say so? Uh, wait a yeah, second. I was like, but but there's all these white head coaches and black players play. Well, you've been telling me that the that the best player plays in the position, right? That's what you've been telling me. Right. <laughs> but how so he's saying that white players will play white coaches will play black players in their lineups, but black coaches would not put white players in their lineups. Right. 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 As Dominique Foxworth was saying, do you know why there's white cornerbacks? If you see a white cornerback in the NFL, you can pretty much guarantee yourself that the person who took the chance on that white cornerback was black. (laughs) It was a black. Nobody white takes a chance on a white cornerback because other white people don't think you can do it. Well, they get pushed out of that position from a young age. Not by black people. Like, since <laughs> no, Horn, in general, like when you're like, in this, yeah. you know, if you're a seventh, eighth grade, ninth grade, whatever, like when you're a kid playing football, they push white kids into certain positions and black kids into certain positions. And so there's not white cornerbacks, but it's not like you're letting a 14 year old become a cornerback either who's white. You're right. saying, oh, you go play this other position. You go, uh, go do that. That's what white kids do, you know? Right. Or just don't play football, play lacrosse. <laughs> um, right. We got a comment, a few, actually a few comments on Patreon. Raphael left a comment. Thanks. Thanks a lot, all of you, for the conversation about extrovert, introvert, adrenaline, et cetera. That's a conversation that I did not realize that I needed. Mighty helpful, and I appreciate it. One of the Nigerian students to be successfully evacuated from Ukraine died last week. His father was on BBC Africa and said that his son never recovered from the trauma of seeing Russian military attacks on the town where he was schooling in. The young man's death didn't go viral as those who have been prom- promoting pro-Putin propaganda, Ugh. pro-Putin propaganda, 
wouldn't want to admit that there are black and brown people in a terrible state from Russia's invasion. Uh, add to that price of commodities such as bread are skyrocketing in Egypt, Sudan, Kenya, and slowly shooting up around the rest of Africa, barely out of the recession, thanks to COVID-19. We also have quite a few Ukrainians and Russians at the southern border, yet there are, there are people, including members of Congress, who keep saying that it's not our business. As for Ginny Thomas, hashtag sister-in-law podcast made a great point about how Chief Justice Roberts is fucking up. There's no official system to hold the judges accountable, except they police themselves in the Supreme Court. Clarence Thomas should have been recusing himself from cases as far back as the Bush versus Gore. Ginny Thomas has always been active, a board member amongst many in the various parties bringing suits to the SCOTUS that her husband keeps ruling on. From George W. stripping of voting rights and now insurrection, there's no longer about we are not our spouses. Clarence Thomas is clearly not fit for to preside over the same case in which his wife is a party. It's just not right. Look at his dissent in this case. The man is a problem. And he linked an article to um, one of Clarence Thomas's dissents. And uh, yeah, Chris Hayes did a real deep dive on Ginny Thomas. Uh, I think last night she was in a cult in the 80s. Yeah. And then wow. she came out of the cult. And, out of the cult. And then she turned to another cult. Right. She seems to be um, susceptible to this, you know, cultish kind of thinking. And yeah, she's been, you know, in the trenches of all these conservative movements for a long, long time. While they've said publicly, we, uh, we agree with each other. We believe everything the other one believes about themselves. We got a message from Rob. We actually got a couple messages from Rob. Uh, I don't know if you all feel like this Chris Rock thing has been talked to death by the time you do your show this week. After listening to all these takes, I remember the thing that Chris brought up a couple years ago. He has oh, not Chris mentioned it in his good. apologies or response, but I still remember uh, it may be relevant as he seemed genuinely surprised his words had that impact. He talked about a difficulty with social cues, and he mentioned it in several interviews and on The View. I re-googled and saw the article if you're interested. Um, yeah, we talked. We touched on this on Monday's episode, but Chris mm -hmm. Rock said he's been living with a learning disability that he never right. knew he had. Yeah. And that's a part of his... Um, peeling back the layers because he's been going through like therapy and you know trying to get to the bottom of why he's the way he is um we got on the woke files uh we got a couple comments first of our brooklyn shoe babe yes just in time there's a woke files episode freeloaders uh that you you may have missed and then the Raphael said thank you dr april alexander and bro randolph for this great conversation that's all i needed on this topic I'm going to get that book you mentioned, The Big Leap, because that's another thing that I didn't realize that I did, too. Uh, Abbasi says, woke files are back. Rob sent another message. Much of the commentary about this treats it like, what would this is about Chris Rock again and, and uh, Will Smith. She's like, what would you do if a vague someone disrespected your woman? But Chris called the Smith's friends in his public comment. I think that was a fake comment. That was a fake, man. Um, right. If he thought that was they were friends, I think he found out they do not consider him one. I don't know. Well, That's fair. Yeah, it wasn't real. <laughs> Chris ain't said nothing. I, I don't know if he thought that he had that latitude because they were cool, but I don't think he thought Will was some kind of punk, and maybe the end of that friendship goes back to the 2016 thing. Uh, but I did think the Oscars, I did think the Smiths acknowledged the friendship when they boycotted the Oscars, knowing that he was hosting. And while friends sometimes fight, 50-plus-year-old friends don't slow walk 10 to 20 yards at a work function to slap a friend in front of the room, slow walk back and then cuss them out across the room. If they were friends, I think that he would have indicated to Chris that he was crossing the line. That's, that's, yeah. He would have the, the Jonah Hill cut it off mm -hmm. move meme. Uh, so 
And then Rob says, so as much as it may have hurt to get cracked live and in public, Chris now knows the Smiths don't mess with him. Will's apology didn't refer to him as a friend at any point. Yeah, I think the about friend the thing, Smiths. <laughs> yeah, I think the friend thing might have been and a little. Will bit. has now apologized like three times to Chris, probably right. because he's seeing that. I, you know what? I shouldn't say that. I'm not going to say that because I don't. I don't know. Um, he's apologized. He's apologized to Chris and Chris's family. I don't. Chris, Chris is under no obligation to take that apology. <laughs> right, or he can take his time to accept it yeah. too. Yeah, he's under no obligation to take that apology. He's under no obligation to to say anything positively or negatively about he's under no obligation to now like Will Smith either. Yeah. Uh, Rob sent another message. He said, sorry for all the messages, <laughs> but now that it's Friday and Will is still in the news, it has occurred to me that under president 45, he would have been out of the news cycle by Tuesday. Even with the war going on, there hasn't been the daily barrage of news that bumps this story. Um, I think Trump would have weighed in on that shit too. If it was, Oh, he absolutely would have. Still, he would have tried to figure out a way to how can I turn this to my advantage politically, right? Uh, just, and because, also, just because he's a leech. <laughs> also, uh, Ka commented about the book. Good files. shot of you, Andy, with the sun coming in through the room, coming into the room. The sun come right here. Yeah, well, it's, on the wall right behind, here it's on the wall behind you. Oh, that's my uh, that's my shelf light. Going. Oh. Okay, it looks so, like yeah. a sun. Looks like a sun. I think Andy's uh, two steps away from starting his own YouTube channel. Yeah, the golden. Dominique <laughs> called it the golden hour. You know what I have too? <laughs> I bought one of these these lights that uh, I, I sometimes I haven't done it in a while. I put it like on the floor behind my guitars that um, lights up red and it kind of it casts some red on the wall behind the guitars. I'm like, that's pretty cool. I'm gonna do that, but I'm like, I don't feel like plugging that shit in every day. So. <laughs> I got some, yeah, I got, I got a setup going. Um, <laughs> Ka said, uh, the golden about, hour <laughs> woke files. This was too short. It felt like 15 minutes. We don't hear enough of Dr. April's perspective. And then, uh, you're going to hear her talk about the manosphere next. Black Ka manosphere. also said, uh, <laughs> speaking of something we talked about last Thursday, I am five, nine. Should Asians be graded on a curve? You're <laughs> we talking about short King spring. Um, <laughs> taking place uh, in, in uh, better, I don't know. I mean, it, if you're five nine, I think since it's short king spring, you better lean into the shortness. And then once once yeah. it becomes tall guy fall, you're back to being of average I'm height. I'm pretty sure it was Latoya who said you got to be at least taller than the titties. So <laughs> 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 start getting ready. That seems to be the cutoff for a lot of women. You got to yeah. at least be taller than Latoya the said Latoya in, uh, in the chat. In the yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about short guys. So it's short man summer in in New York. That's coming. Short man summer. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, if it's it's short king spring is what they're calling short it. King spring, short yeah. king spring. Yeah, so if you're five nine, fucking lean into it, man. Just 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 for the springtime, and then once it's no longer springtime, just get some thicker shoes and be five ten, and you don't have to be short king anymore. That's funny. Um, we got a comment. Actually, not a comment. We got an email from where is it? There it is, Miss Smart. Episode ten ninety nine. By the way, uh, I think. Monday's episode was episode 1100 is a round number. We didn't even acknowledge it. This wow. um, says, hey, part of the podcast where we don't acknowledge numbers anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got to, we got a thousand. And it's like, we do every hundred from now on. Like, you know, this smart says, Hey, Randolph, Andy and Karen, the website on black news, which we talked about last Thursday is probably still active because they pay for web services monthly or yearly. And it's prepaid 
Same with their applicant tracking system. They fired the people who have the, who have the usernames and passwords to go in and shut it all off. If it was me, no way I'd be doing shutting the, the accounts down when I've been fired and my direct deposit didn't hit. Also, they asked those demographic questions up front because they probably are tracking for federal and local city and state regulations. Asking up front increases the likelihood people give that information by having it. They can use it to track whether they get applicants to represent the demographics they're recruiting from. And when they do get applicants, they know what their pool is and that they're discriminating, are discriminating based on race, gender, disability, et cetera. Contrary to what headlines will try to convince us, discrimination is partly proven by basic math. That's why answering census questionnaires and race and gender information on applicants applications is important. As for how the race classifications are broken down, I'm not sure if those are the new breakdowns, but the census changes those every so often. Why? You guessed it, racism. The way the breakdown works, notice it will end up making more people white on paper. I guess I have random bits of knowledge about topics that don't match because I've had a career path almost like those kids from Slumdog Millionaire. Ask me about how many uh, feet workers have been have wait ask me about how many feet workers have to be from railroads to use cellular devices or how to get free high-end private school k-12 through tuition or why some fast food spots run out of chicken lol so miss smart is uh has, has a knows a little bit about everything um yeah those those uh what is your race on those applications they do some they do change for sure like yep. white or non-hispanic white or something else folding more people into white or maybe subdividing it based on what they need. We got one last email from Jeff uh, on last week's Thursday episode. What's up, Randolph, Andy, Karen, and or pickle or jar guest. I feel deeply compelled as a short King to comment. Here we go. Uh, I mean, you're short, not things don't go that deep. Uh, It's, it is true that short guys do face discrimination and are often the butt of jokes online by women. For me personally, I have never had any issues, but I see the discussion pop up on socials all the time. I'm 5'8", and I've never had an issue pulling. Matter of fact, most of the women I've dated have either been the same height or taller. Even my wife is 6'3". I have dated women women who I've seen say they would never date someone under six feet, which tells you everyone be lying on the socials. But I will say the factor for me has been the mouthpiece and confidence, and I never lie about my height. I'm short, and there's nothing I could do about it. And I think a lot of short dudes do themselves a disservice when they lie about it. Also, Randolph mentioned the short man complex, which is a thing. But in my experience, when you're short, there are tall dudes who will always try you. I had to learn to fight real quick because of that. But anyway, love the show. And Randolph, you talked me into trying the Scotch Porter. Yeah, man, it works. Well, it's great. <laughs> it's, it's great. Smells good. Works good. Brandon, you probably might want to think about it. The Scotch Porter. It's great. It's the, I like. I use the wash. I use the whole shit. I'm not do they all the have vitamin? the same scent or are they different? Do they, they each all have, have the same scent? They're all scented the same. Okay. What happened to Bevel? Weren't they black owned? I don't know. I never uh, fucked with I never fucked with Bevel. You know who you know who I wouldn't mind DL saying ran up out to me an IG model. You know who I wouldn't mind joining is the silver foxes. I can't do that. Brandon could do it because Brandon got that, that <laughs> silver beard. I can't do it yet. I have specs of it, and I look at look up so the silver foxes on Instagram. Look at their look at that. They even got like I said last time. They got their they got their Andy Klein. <laughs> a little a little bit of a little streak of they silver. Got their, they got two Andy Kleins in the group. The cat what is the, crew. Thank you. How Andy. much how much silver do you need? Like, is there a minimum requirement? Oh, they're 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 great up. Okay. They're all gray. They're great up. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, Emil just said in the chat, I'm 5'6". I never thought much about my height till I joined Twitter in 2007. 
we've talked about this. That is the one place dating where uh, you can just openly openly discriminate. You can just say, yeah, I don't like short dudes. Anyone below five, nine, get out of here. I don't want to say that. They put that in their fucking bio. I think there's women should just say you got to be taller than you got to be taller than my titties. Here's how tall I am. I think they should just say that. Here's how tall like I a am. ride, like a ride, like you're treating a woman like she's a ride <laughs> at Six Flags, bro. Only if they wow. see, only, only wow. if they're willing to say it about themselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's she's... that's, but that's not unreasonable. Don't no, I don't think titties. it's an unreasonable thing. Just, just joking. Yeah, I mean, how tall are titties? Usually, they're not like six feet. You know, I mean, if titties are six feet, then that means she's like six six. Right. Six, seven. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you, you, you could be five, three, five, four and still be titty height, you know, as tall as titties. Yeah. And that's all the comments for this week, by the way, we have uh, three guys on a Gmail. If you want to send us a message that way, if you're on Patreon, just hit us up on comments on those posts, or you can send a message on Patreon. And um, sometimes people tweet at us. Someone did tweet at us the did you guys see that was it leonard skinner or something doing the um patriotic song or something like that did you guys see that what no, was the song i didn't necessarily watch the whole clip let me pull it up here it's i mean it's leonard skinner the current day uh incarnation which i don't know what they're all about now how the fuck do you spell skinner isn't it all weird spelling S K Y N L Y N Y R D S K Y L Y. Yeah, there's Y's all over the place. There's Y's everywhere in that. L Y N Y R D S K Y N Y. Our white correspondent in the chat room, Tanya, popped right into the chat with it. So let me see if I can pull up this video. They named the band after their gym teacher, I believe. Their gym teacher's name was Leonard Skinner. There's a couple Leonard was There's a couple clips of it and there's like a longer one and a shorter one. I got like two songs like Sweet Home Alabama and Freebird. Uh they yeah, they got a couple more. Oh, and they're working for Leonard. They're working for DeSantis. Of course they are. They got two things gone. They got that smell. Um Ooh, that smell. That's racism. Ooh, that smell. I think that song is about smelling. It's about alcoholism, about smelling the alcohol on somebody or something. Uh, oh, it's not about racism? Oh, okay. I don't think I don't so. I don't so. think so. Now, they had a plane crash and some of the band members died and some of the other band members kept going. And uh, there's clips of them performing in front of Confederate flags and all that stuff. I don't know what era is what, but here's a, this is like a two minute clip. And, um, Somewhere along the line, you're going to hear their song for, for Ron DeSantis. Everything to, to really actually go through it and play it. Oh, good. So that's, that's exciting. Cool. Uh, it's a little different than what you've heard on, okay. the, on the iPhone. So okay. Now, I was asking them, do you like listening to it loud? Okay, yeah, however you want. Okay. Hey, All just right, push yeah. play. I believe so, sir. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here, all right. You want to hear it? Yeah. It's a little different. Can't wait. Sweet Florida by Johnny Van Zant and Donnie Van Zant. The press don't like him, but it sure does get my business. Oh, fuck. 
<laughs> he stands up for what he believes. So don't come down here trying to change things. We're doing all right in the sunshine state. Stay out of our business. Unless you're gay. Business leave our gov alone. Yeah, he did. Go, he went to the falsetto. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, That's a good falsetto. Donnie not, Van Zant or whatever. Usually, but he's using his talents for evil. I'm not. Look at that fucking that fucking sweet, sweet. that piece of shit racist. Florida. Sweet Fuck second these, home, Florida. Fuck these people, man. And they got like all the country music tropes. You know, they got all the flags and shit, and and the acoustic guitars, tastefully produced. Red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue, of course. Oh, down and sweet, but sweet is synonymous for gay in a lot of ways too. Yeah, I think so they're trying to be. play off "Sweet Home Alabama" because that's I know, like, I know, you know I but know. but it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't quite. <laughs> sweet, sweet Florida. Sweet Florida. Got some sugar in a tank, Florida. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> DeSantis is telling us the truth. We're on top. You can take it to the bank. He don't care what Brandon thinks. He doesn't care what Brandon thinks. See? Hmm. See? It's let's go, Brandon. JL had a good, great bit about that. Like a great comeback. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Yes, fighting for the right to keep our state free. Oh. Well, it's taking on the swamp and it's calling out Dr. Fauci. Fauci. Oh, my God. It's like, they were like, oh, shit. Oh, I was waiting for the Fauci. Oh, shit. He said it, man. He went after Fauci. These Leonard Skinner guys, man. This fucking rock and roll right here. He's the only one fighting for you and me. DeSantis signed their guitar. <laughs> All right, I'm done with this. It's going to end up on eBay for like $8. So, yeah, that's this, down in Florida. I'm seeing this thing that Zelensky, uh, America's new heartthrob, removed, removed two, new Ukraine, two Ukrainian generals after accusing them of being traitors. UK presidents also pledged to punish all those betraying the country during the war. He announced Thursday he is sacking he is sacking two Ukrainian military generals for allegedly being traitors. Those servicemen among senior officers who have not yet decided where their homeland is, who violate the military oath of allegiance to the Ukrainian people, as regards to the protection of our state, its freedom and independence will inevitably be deprived of senior military ranks. I would deprive you of your life. I'm going to be honest here. <laughs> Wait, what? But what did they? What did they do? In this? It doesn't say specifically what they it did. Didn't say what they did. They did something. He doesn't. Does Zelensky strike anybody here as somebody who who just acts off the top of his head? I don't know reason at all. I mean, not really, but uh, uh, not knowing what they did, I don't know that um, they should be killed. He's trying to cut ties with anything having to do with Russia. Like he he shut down three TV channels owned by a a, um, Russian oligarch. Because they're airing propaganda, so he's like, "Fuck that!" Oh no, where are our favorite uh, Russian-funded comedians? I guess they're not on anymore in Ukraine. 
Russia, they, they're saying they're pulling back, but if they're regrouping their forces to try to come back. Right. That's all. It's, it's, it's getting ugly. I saw a BBC report. It's on YouTube with all the, they were going through this town with all the, like the dead bodies of civilians just out in the street. Like it's getting ugly, you know, that's why I would, that's why these judges. Okay. So it's because of that. You want to, you're going to betray us to Russia. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, yeah. What did okay. they say? Betrayal or they just weren't buying into the, to the war. Like that's a different thing than betrayal. Betrayal is like being a traitor. I don't think that he'd be going this far if they were, I can take dissenting views. I can't see if you, if you want to have allegiance to Russia, because there are, I'm sure there have, there are, there gotta be at least some Ukrainians who have allegiance to Russia. Well, yeah. So you just don't let them be in your army anymore. No, (laughs) no, no, not at all. But after all that death and stuff, I, mm -mm. (laughs) Mm -mm. what do you guys, how do you feel about Saki? I want to know what you guys feel like about. her. I think she's good at her job. I see Lauren Lauren Bobert put a tweet up. They're dumbass. But um, Saki is going to MSNBC, right? Yeah. Jen Saki. Lauren Bobert put up a tweet. The only thing Jen Saki did as press secretary was prove to America how much better Kayla McEnany was. Like, are you fucking? Hey, you know what? Kayla McEnany is from Sweet Florida. That's how they like it down there. Sweet Florida. Sweet. Kayla McEnany. I saw her during the uh, when um, Trump stood outside the the church here, which I've yeah. been to many times now. Walked by many times in D.C. She looks like a Muppet, <laughs> like her body. Like you're not supposed to talk about women's bodies. I'm just telling you when she was standing outside there taking that picture, she looked like a Muppet. She looked like Kermit, like Kermit's. Have you ever seen Kermit's legs when he's standing? She looked like that. Yeah. That was like those little, like <laughs> the little, like little tubes almost. Yeah. <laughs> she- <laughs> well, you know, that's, uh, that's how she looks. But that doesn't take away from her mastery at being a press secretary. Right. <laughs> right. And she, and God knows she wasn't good at that either. <laughs> so I know a lot of people are talking shit about uh, the press secretary to mainstream media pipeline. Because Jen Psaki is going to MSNBC at this point. I don't necessarily care. I mean, I, there was a maybe this is unrelated. There was a, an episode of the New York Times Daily podcast a few days ago about how Democrats have been pretty successful in gerrymandering for congressional districts this year. Yeah. Good. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good. I'm like, yeah, fight fire with fire. Fuck it. Fucking good. Great. That's in, uh, in Maryland, actually. <laughs> Maryland. Yeah. I mean, some of it, they went too far and they got struck down, but overall, uh, Congress is going to be much more competitive this year than it has been in previous years. It's a, it's a good podcast. It's from like Thursday last week, uh, from New York times daily, but I'm just like, fuck it. I mean, if, that, if, if she's going to come on MSNBC and and uh, you know be a pipeline, a mouthpiece for the White House through the through the press, we've already seen that from the right for twenty years. So CNN just hired Mick Mulvaney. Yeah, that's the dude who helped who helped Trump keep keep weaponry from the Ukraine. And you CBS. hired that. You went to CBS and you oh, CBS. Excuse me, CBS. And you hired that guy. So get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out get the fuck out of here also people that's, i mean someone posted the um the the lineups for all the sunday morning talk shows this week no currently elected democratic people are on the talk shows they have democratic people like hillary clinton's gonna be on one of them 
but no elected officials from the Democratic side are on any of the Sunday morning talk shows bring this week. And most weeks, even like people like Chuck Todd will just, so it's all just, they're, they're all mouthpieces to get talking points into the bloodstream. So, you know, so I don't really up, care about she's, she's moving upward. Yeah, she's just changing. I mean, that's a high stress job as being a press secretary. Probably so it's like, out, you know, yeah. you just you just move on to something a little bit easier. She's got media savvy. She's got connections in media. So yeah, I, I can't be outraged about that. Okay. About MSNBC hiring her. That's fine. Oh, I didn't want, I didn't want you. I didn't want you to be outraged. No, I'm just saying a lot of people are like, like this is the oh. problem with mainstream media. It's like that ship sailed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's uh, the Republicans created this, but made know, these yeah. rules. They've so. been doing it for you, years. Yeah. You define this. We didn't define this. You define this. So right. here we are. It's the same thing with the gerrymandering. Well, you're the one who used the gerrymandering for this. So now we have to fight fire with fire. Right. That's just the way it is, man. Sorry. It's an interesting podcast. You know I'm not sorry. Fuck you, lollipop body. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> I just saw that. Lollipop body. Oh, oh lollipop body ass. <laughs> they are called <laughs> dum dums. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, that's an interesting podcast to listen to the, because there are some strategies as to why Republicans didn't go as hard with gerrymandering because you're trying to predict the future. These districts stick around for 10 years with census changes, and sometimes you're trying to like lock in certain things anticipating the future. But yeah, I say, I say go if they're doing it, we got to do it. Yeah, we have a choice. There's no, there's no uh, high road with that, you know? No. Yeah. So well, they took Staten too. Island and they drew a, like a little tiny line from Staten Island into Park Slope. <laughs> and so now right. it's a chunk of Park Slope included in Staten Island's district, which will turn Staten Island maybe a little more purple, yeah. possibly blue. Uh, it doesn't make sense on a map. You know, you got to get on a boat to go, for, to go to Staten Island. Yeah. But but that's what they did, you know. So and there's other more subtle versions of that, too, that they've Drive done. Across also, of Arizona, take one of them exits. <laughs> yeah so you know it doesn't make sense but it's like fuck it and there's a lot of districts that don't make sense you know and the the will of the people in congress that the party in control uh doesn't always isn't always the party that got the most votes across all congressional elections and in fact a lot right. of times it's not so right. if it's if congress is the most representative of the population then it has to reflect that and so if they're gonna play dirt and fucking play dirty back who cares? Not I. Not I at all. I think it's a. I think she's really good at the job. She's quick. She's a good talker. You know. Yeah. Um, I got no. I got no problem with her. She does. Who's going to spar with Ducey now? You know. Oh, they'll bring a black woman in. That's the next. Thing. I'm like, bring a black woman in there. And let her do it. <laughs> Did you see that the, there was a guy? I forget what publication he's from but he went to the white house and sat in one of those press briefings and asked a question about chris rock and will smith Ooh, it wasn't Saki though it was somebody else at the podium I'll pull it up like not really jackass. there uh, there it is talk about will smith with Chris Rock, you know, it's the biggest story right now. You saw the level of violence that was this guy? On I don't know where he's from. Benningfield oh, no. is the, is the, the woman person being asked, the press yeah. secretary lady. And uh, this guy's asking a question at the White House about Chris Rock. You really let yourself be used, by, used like that, black man? Is that what you did? 
You really let yourself be used like that, you fucking idiot. Do you, you let know, he's yourself? from a different he's from a different we don't know where he's from. He's got an accent. I hope so. <laughs> and uh, Chris Rock, you know it's the biggest story right now. You saw the level of violence that was unleashed on on Chris Rock. Is that something that the White House condoned, the type that type of violence? Do you condemn it? And do you do anything to support comedians who are being attacked what? and other artists? Thank you. Please, no. please, Andy, so we can, we can do without this. Get out of here with that bullshit. I don't care <laughs> like, what like, she says. Off, <laughs> that shit off the screen. What publication is he from? Do you support? Is he from like the laughbutton.com or something? Is he like, I would Comedy like Central to get know. a press pass? <laughs> do it, Chris. <laughs> I would like to know your thoughts on Chris Rock and Will Smith because I know Ukraine, I know I get it, but. We want to know what is going on. What do you think? Um, please, Rock, is that something that the White House... I am with Nigerian news. I want to know. <laughs> and do you do anything to support comedians who have been yeah. attacked? Does the White House have a system in place to support comedians who have been attacked? Oh, Jesus. By, by Will Smith. He's fighting for us, guys. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He must be from Comedy Central. So oh, I don't have any God. comment from the White House oh. on the altercation. Uh, I know the president uh, was not able this to watch the Oscars. Uh, didn't see it. So I don't have even any- Even uh, Ducey is like, seriously, dude? You can ask a better question than that. Are you serious right now? Bending field. Where, wherever he's from is a is a no. She's Benningfield. Oh, she's yeah. Benningfield. I thought he was Benningfield. No. Eight awesome fullers. <laughs> she's she's Natasha Benningfield. Natasha Benningfield. She she probably be. They're probably going to elevate her next. Has the yeah. White House come out with she's a position on this. comedians getting attacked? It's a big story, guys. It's a really big story. Thing. I don't have any official comment uh, from him or from the White House on this. Of course not. There's no official. Comment. Thank you for your answer. <laughs> what the? We fuck? need a statement for the White House about Will Smith <laughs> slapping Chris Rock. Yeah, that was it'd be funny if she said like, "Well, the White House position is that Chris Rock should have kept Jada's name out of his fucking mouth." Fucking All right. Mouth. So <laughs> you know what? No, no, no. How could you say something like Keep this? Keep talking. I'm gonna come over and slap you officially from the White House. <laughs> That is not the answer I was. You know what? For. Keep Joe Biden's name out of your fucking mouth too. Next question. Next question. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> I want that guy. Anytime there's a pop culture story, I want that guy at the White House asking. About I'd like to know why. <laughs> I want. I want to know Joe Biden's position on Britney Spears' conservatorship ending. I just want to know all this shit. Chris, what I'm thinking you, about I'm thinking uh, about a bit for work next week. Um, okay. I'm just letting you know now because it's just kind of coming into my head. Okay, we'll talk about position. it. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. You're gonna be doing that accent. Oh, the African accent. You're gonna be doing that accent. I'm thinking about it. Thinking I had to do that for an audition <laughs> like recently. <laughs> a bit for work right now. Maybe we could do something with with that. Uh, oh. With 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 the thought of that question, what do you think about Billie Eilish's career? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm sitting, I here, mean, I'm sitting here thinking about it. <laughs> he's like he's from you Entertainment think... Tonight. He's at the White House. <laughs> I had to keep it keeping it in the back of my mind for something if a story comes up that we can do. If it. she leaves her brother, <laughs> will she have the same success? <laughs> <laughs> he's asking. The White House's position on who had the best dress at the Oscars. <laughs> um, 
Madison Cawthorn says that there are orgy, uh, cocaine filled or fueled orgies. Yeah. Nothing about DC. that statement surprised me. Right. Um, and then also the, the funny thing to me is this is the one time when House leadership on the Republican side springs into action to actually shut up one of their crazy people. Madison Cawthorn says DC is orgy filled cocaine fueled house of cards. He's also 26 years old. He's like the youngest congressman. Madison Cawthorn said his fellow lawmakers have invited him to take part in orgies in Washington and snorted lines of cocaine right in front of him. Cawthorn, a 26 year old Republican from North Carolina was asked in an interview last Thursday about whether the former Netflix series house of cards, which chronicles a corrupt representative from South Carolina in DC played by Kevin Spacey was fiction or more like a documentary. The only thing that's not accurate is that show is that you could never get a piece of legislation about education passed that quickly. The sexual perversion that goes on in Washington, I mean, being kind of a young guy in Washington where the average age is probably 60 or 70. You look at all these people, a lot of them that I've looked up through through my life, I've always paid attention to politics. Then all of a sudden you get invited. We're going to have a sexual get together at one of our homes. You should come. What did they just ask me to come to? And then you realize they're asking you to come to an orgy. Now, I've lived around D.C. Uh, Chris, you grew up around D.C. Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard of of uh, political orgy? I've never heard of. I mean, no, I've know. never. No. I mean, I, I mean, I, and I was an intern in Annapolis uh, in high school. And then I did a whole session uh, my senior year of college for a semester. And it was pretty boring. Every now and then you get to go to a, a uh, luncheon but uh <laughs> and that was a bit i met paris glenn denning there a uh, former governor but he was governor around that time a friend of mine yeah. in like 92 93 interned for senator joe biden um oh wow uh, i'm gonna have to ask him like did you go to is that something you're not telling me about these coke fueled dc coke fueled eyes wide shut orgies i'll tell you yeah. like this the first time we lived here um uh, this is when Amy was, was with uh, Sephora. One of, her, one of the guys that worked for her was a party plan- gay man. He was a party planner and he used to put parties together, right? And they would be and gay, and gay party, straight people say, but a lot of say to be a lot of Republicans up in there yeah. getting buck wild. <laughs> mm-hmm. living, yeah, we've heard living, about that before. Living a down low gay life. So if you have that, then I don't think this is too far behind. So, but Matthew Cawthorn Cost, Cost, is outraged. <laughs> He's like, you watch him do a bump of cocaine right in front of you. And it's like, this is wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Get I'm into, down, do you? I'm into <laughs> yeah. punching trees, not smoking them. I'm Matthew right. Cawthorn. Right. So now that nobody wants to talk to him in the, uh, in the fucking caucus, you know, he comes <laughs> wheeling down the hall. Here he comes. Here he comes. Shh, shh, shh. Right. Hey, hey, Maddie. On people. Hey, Maddie. <laughs> they hear that little wheel squeaking down the hall. Oh, she's always yeah. coming. You can hear him. He's coming. There he comes. <laughs> oh, shit. We can't have no fun. <laughs> All these 70 year old dudes coked up. Damn. Now, that's you pretty look at him, If you look at him, you're like, well, of course. <laughs> you look at all of them, you're like, well, of course. Look at these motherfuckers. Sex, sex parties. Wow. Yeah, I'm shocked. Of course. They were yeah. asking him to hang out, right? What is his, what is his, uh, uh, why is he in a wheelchair? He got into a car a accident. Car accident. Oh, okay. I don't think he's all the way paralyzed either. Oh, handsome dude. 
He got to a yeah, car just, accident like when he was, I think, in his teens, like maybe late teens. He Democrat or Republican? Oh, he's a hardcore like Marjorie hardcore crazy Republican, crazy okay. Republican. And he's uh, telling on people. And Anthony mentioned in the chat, Marjorie Taylor Green asked him to join in with her husband, her sex tantric guru at her CrossFit gym, because that, that was another rumor. Mar- Marjorie Taylor Green had some yeah, uh, wow. threesomes or whatever at her CrossFit gym. So who knows what kind of freaks are, uh, are well, we yeah, know what man. kind of freaks they are. The, most- it's the same thing with those comedians who are the Mr. Uh, you need to not be got to yeah. be clean, 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 like they're fucking <laughs> skinning cats in their hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> he also claimed to have seen people he described as leading national anti-addiction efforts snort coke. Well, we knew that. Like, and that, that's that's just just like the person who is anti-gay coming out later or, or being discovered to be gay yeah. later in life. You know, that's almost like a yeah. stereotype when i was a legislative intern in annapolis the, the, the exciting thing we the best thing we were looked forward to was going to ram's head in annapolis <laughs> like getting getting lunch there it was good it was a good time he took us you know uh, yeah, so now pretty- uh all the republicans the republican leadership is like basically you gotta go buddy to shut the fuck up dude like what are you mm-hmm. doing yeah. They'll need non-disclosure agreements. Yeah, he can't be. Can't uh, Brandon be wants to know if Trump will make fun of this guy for being in a wheelchair. The minute he got on his bad side. Yeah. <laughs> the minute yeah. he got on his bad side, he would. <laughs> I I like I like my senators who can walk. He says some shit like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> he says some shit like that. <laughs> that would be the that'd be the kind of shit Trump would say. You know. I like I like my senators who you don't have to help during orgies. They yeah, can do it right. themselves. <laughs> what kind of orgy? What kind of, I don't want to have somebody at orgy that I have to help get into the bed. You know, that kind of. <laughs> yeah. Cough on response to GOP backlash over orgy comments by blaming Democrats for his remarks. Right. Yeah, they made you say it. Of course. <laughs> the devil made me do it. That's He's going to talk to Denzel next. The yeah. devil <laughs> is what made them. <laughs> it wasn't you. Point. At his highest point. I was talking to Denzel and he told me that it was the and devil. Was like, nope. <laughs> like, was it like Magic Johnson? Nope. <laughs> My comments on a recent podcast appearance calling out corruption have been used by the left and the media to disparage my Republican colleagues and falsely insinuate their involvement in illicit activities. You said they were involved in illicit activities. Ain't nothing wrong with the orgy, but you're the one who said they was out there, they was out there hitting them white lines. You yep. said that. And he's used, as someone pointed out on Twitter, he's used the term key bump. Like only people who know what a key bump is use the term key bump. You don't know that term if you don't do it. He probably was partaken. Could have been. I mean, did you see the video of him punch, punching the tree? No. Yeah. Yeah. He's nuts, dude. I never heard of this guy. I get my news from you guys. I don't. He's nuts, man. Oh. He's fucking nuts. <laughs> I get my news. He's, from, he's in a wheelchair, but he thinks of himself as a tough guy. He's from fucking, three guys on and he's sexually harassing yeah. women from the chair. You know, he's a, he's a nutso. Yeah, he's got some sexual harassment. Um, yeah, <laughs> let's say allegations. So this is the video of him. I don't know when this was a couple of years ago. I don't know what. I've never heard a context behind this video. But oh, it's just him. OK, I've seen that. Oh, I've He's just punching the fuck out of a tree. Yeah. And not doing it well either. Doing better than I could. Shit. I mean, he's punching the bark off this little little tree. That I, I wonder if, dead. That's why that's happening. At the end, he just turns to the camera. He's like, fuck Arbor Day. I said it. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about trees. 
It just looks sad to me when I see this guy. It looks like he's really working out some issues. Some of of the punches are pissing. And look up video of Hammer punching tree. Hammer? Yeah. MC Hammer? MC Hammer punching tree. See if if that's a thing. He punches trees too. Is this a punching thing? tree or banana? Fucking banana tree punchers, tree. bro. Try either tree or banana tree. Hammer banana. Tree. I'm looking on Twitter to see if there's uh, hammer banana. Anything about that? Is it a thing that guys do when they they go around punching trees? Well, martial artists do it in Thailand, dude. <laughs> okay, that's a that's a thing there. Because fucking banana trees are everywhere, so you 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 kick them to strengthen your strength strengthen your shins. See when you when you Google hammer banana tree, you just get like hammers and bananas. Put MC yeah. Hammer. Try <laughs> MC Hammer. MC yeah, Hammer punch doing. tree. Mick MC Hammer because he uses MC now again on Twitter. I think. Um. Okay, well he posted a picture of banana plants, but I gotta. I don't know. Maybe I'm just bad at Twitter. MC Hammer. Yeah, it might be on YouTube. On. Is he like a martial artist, MC Hammer? No, he's just good with his hands. How's <laughs> that? It? He's just like he's the, just good with his hands. Just the beat he up boxed, unsuspecting he trees. A bit. Hammer's not someone to be toyed with. People, people in hip hop have talked about that repeatedly. Like Hammer's not someone you fuck around with. Right, right. MC Hammer punching a tree. I can't find anything about it. Like tough guys in hip hop are like, you don't want to, you don't whatever you think you want, you don't want it from Hammer. Yeah, there are videos on YouTube of guys punching trees. Yeah, it's depending on the in, like I said in Thailand, <laughs> they 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 punch and kick banana trees. It's a thing. So maybe that's what yeah, is that what it's Madison Cawthorn is doing? See, but first of all, he's got gloves on, and I'm like, hey. it's a random video of a man punching. Oh, he's going at it. Like oh, yeah, oh my god! This is ridiculous. Yeah. What oh the my fuck's god! Going on? Barehanded. Oh. He's beating the shit oh. out of this tree. Yeah. Oh. Hey. Liu Kang versus tree. Fight. <laughs> oh, the tree's controller what, is unplugged. I don't know what he's oh. doing. I've oh seen TIE fighters do it. It's training. Oh, my God. I can see the training. I don't know what oh. he's doing. <laughs> oh. He's not the only video. Oh. He knocked the tree hey. came down. Yeah. There's more. There's more. There's another video. Yes, there is. Good God. So that's a that's a banana tree. Jesus. My Wi-Fi is making this go slow. I mean it's, it's looping around. We don't see the tree come down. Alright, now it's just now it was on YouTube short, so I don't want to do that. Is it wow. pushing the tree won't bring your legs back, Chief? No, probably not. <laughs> I don't think Damn, that's, that's the cure. Up. He's got <laughs> anger out. He's got a lot of anger to, to deal with. I don't with. think that's the cure. Well, he can get that anger out if he just do a bump and gets in one of the orgies. So like, they were trying to do him a favor. Oh, there's a whole YouTube genre. There's a little. Oh, I've seen this one. The little girl punching a tree. Oh, yeah, the little Russian girl. Yeah. 
So this is a thing that people do. This is just, they just go out into the woods. Well, I wouldn't say people. <laughs> find a dead tree. <laughs> that is like, you know what? Let's beat the fuck out of this dead tree. Here's a little girl. She's not even, she's not even hitting it yet. Making no sound effects. <laughs> what the hell's going on? Oh, there she goes. Oh, haymaker. Shit. Yeah, here come the haymakers. Oh, this poor tree. Finish it. I mean, there's like sawdust flying off this tree. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I'm wondering what her dad is putting in her head. <laughs> Bet she can't fight a man. <laughs> she should put some uh, goggles on. Damn. I think there's more videos of this same girl. <laughs> she she, she hates hook. trees. That's a good left hook. And the tree comes down. She nice. <laughs> She's good left like hook. Like that kid from Euphoria. Look at this girl. Barehanded. Oh, shit. I mean, that tree's already down, though. Elbows are up too high. I like that the YouTube ad has just popped up is for uh, landscaping and, and weed killer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you sick of weeds? Hire this girl. She'll just, beat the fuck out of your weeds. <laughs> fuck Kemlon and True Green. Get elbows this little girl. High. Yeah, her elbows Giddy, are kind of sticking Giddy out. Vinka. She's going to hurt her fists. Nice. I don't know Fighters are fanatical about their hands, wrapping their hands and stuff like that. If you yeah. hurt a hand, now you can't train. Elbows too high. Oh, she just switched feet. That's bad. Don't do it. Yeah, I feel like she's gotten worse. Because <laughs> that first yeah, video was she's old. 14 now. Feet are too wide. Doesn't have any balance. Well, she never has to dodge a tree. Yeah, sick of weeds called True Green. Or this girl. Can we see her the- in a real fight? Okay, <laughs> look at Keisha. What the fuck are we watching? I don't know what we're watching. This is some disturbing shit. Look at all this the dead girl, trees. Little girl punching, punching dead trees. It's beating the fuck out of trees. Can she? I, I want to see her in a real fight. Look at her ass kick. <laughs> None of that means nothing. <laughs> I don't know. I bet she could beat up Madison Cawthorn. Oh yeah, she'll fuck that. I think Andy. that's a, no, no, I'm just saying that the only All she fight, has to do is just keep on the move. What's he gonna do? <laughs> She's gonna they, do. Should, they should only, especially if they're around the woods, he'll get stuck. But they should only oh, fight shit. other. They should only fight other tree fighters. They should have. They should have <laughs> only people who have trained against trees can fight each other. They're just gonna stand oh, there. Oh no! Just keep Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm just saying. It's kind of disturbing. This little girl. This oh, is Madison Cawthorn. Fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's whooping Madison Cawthorn. <laughs> you would think. They say Greg said her stance is too wide. She gets swept. Well, who gonna sweep her, Dick Greg? <laughs> <All right>. Madison? <laughs> What's he sweeping her with? <laughs> the chair? <laughs> she's all right with Madison. <laughs> oh shit. That 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 channel. 
the Sadfacast family has a bunch of these videos of them just destroying trees. That's what they do. They go to the woods and they get 2 million views on them beating up a tree. I would have never thought. My stand-up gets 39. (laughs) (laughs) No trees were harmed. Well, fuck that. I'm not watching. I didn't hurt any trees. The fuck. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, I guess do what you got to do. Doesn't that fuck up your hands, though? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Especially if you do it for years, you know, just beating the shit out no. of trees. Your hands, your hands change shape, but they get stronger. Okay. Yeah. Just feel like your hands change. They Brandon change shape. Gotta, they get bigger. Punch trees while, yeah, t- while telling get, jokes. Hand gets shit. bigger. When... She's going to have arthritis when she's like 19 years old. Out there beating up trees. Ridiculous. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Can we got something we can get in, in this podcast on? Other yeah, than we got uh punching trees. Got, we got Herschel Walker lying about his academic achievements. Fucking guy, man. Um, we got the lady who had five fetuses in her house. Ugh. Oh my god. That's just sick. They weren't from her abortions. She stole them from an abortion clinic. Oh, that's then that in that case. She's <laughs> yeah, that makes it all better. She's part of like one of those pro-life groups that go they, ahead and tell it, Andy. Go ahead and they tell go it. into uh, abortion clinics. This story popped Friday, I think. We were at work. Yeah, and they go into abortion clinics and they take, they take things. Uh, five fetuses discovered in a house where anti-abortion activist was staying. Yeah. This is in D.C., by the way. It's in D.C. I think this is her in the video, sitting yeah. on the curb outside of her house. Here's a song about a brawny paper towel. Oh, Thank you, brawny. You got a bunch of fetuses in your house? Get brawny. You need brawny. Take them to Sweet Florida. They don't care. Saw here first on WUSA 9. Bizarre and chilling. Our crew was there yesterday as D.C. police collected five fetuses from inside the home of an anti-abortion rights activist. Her name, Lauren Handy. This was in the Capitol Hill neighborhood of Southeast along 6th Street, Our Casey Nolan has been following new developments in this story. And Casey, there is more to this than just an investigation into why those fetuses were in that home. Yeah, that's right, Adam. Two separate investigations were told now happening at the same time. D.C. police want to know. Is that where Reese normally stands? Yeah. Just in the same spot. All right. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Where these fetuses came from and how they got here. And then there are federal charges for alleged crimes at an abortion clinic. For as disturbing as it may sound, this, for now, police say, is evidence only of an unsolved mystery. Wednesday, acting on a tip, D.C. police raided this Capitol Hill apartment and found what the medical examiner confirms are the remains of five fetuses. What we're seeing now is they, those fetuses were aborted in accordance with D.C. law. So we are not investigating this incident along those lines. Doesn't speak anything criminal in nature right now about that except for how they got into this house. And so we're continuing to look at that. At the same time, for a different case, the FBI is investigating the woman who lives here, where the fetuses were found. When Lauren Handy came home to find police had just raided her apartment, she had just been indicted in federal court. Handy, a self-described anti-abortion... Wait a minute. She just came back from court Mm -hmm. getting indicted. She shows up. They're taking her fetus stash out of her apartment. (laughs) Her Her stash of fetus... 
And she's like, don't find the one behind the fridge. Ah, oh, shit. They found that one. Oh, shit. Damn it. I got to hide found my the, fetus. They found better. the fetus hiding place. The hiding place. I had him in a crawl space. Right. <laughs> I didn't think he would look behind That's... there. And uh, so they used that opportunity to go get her. Go get a look in her. Go yeah, they knew she place. was in court. They were like, oh, this is this is perfect. Where is it to go? And uh, and take the fetuses that we found on a tip because someone else saw the fetuses and notified law enforcement. I mean, she showed them to people. <laughs> she probably did. She's showing these to people. Like, you want to see something I got? Look, at, look at Brandon's face. <laughs> look at Brandon's face in the Zoom. <laughs> Let me show you something. <laughs> she had she had an Instagram for each fetus. And Pulling them shits out at parties. They'll be like elves <laughs> on a shelf. They're just all Six over the fuck. house. She moves them around from day to day. But she's just sitting here like wouldn't they put her in. That's the weird thing to me is wouldn't they like do something like let's put her in cuffs or put her in the back of a police car when they're raiding her house for. I could say is if if you were taking these to to bury them, you know, some sort of religious right. Okay, all right. I guess they wouldn't be in your house, though, would they? Wouldn't you have already taken care of it? Yeah, like just you have because she had like they were in coolers. She had them in like coolers in her house and she was just keeping them there. Progressive is one of nine. What's on the cooler to let you know that charges? That one with the A's on it. That one's (laughs) don't don't mess with that one. That one with the the circle line through it. Don't use that one. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that one's got the sodas in it. Conspiracy and obstructing patients and providers at a health services facility. Abortion is the most painful type of murder. The feds say this live stream is evidence that Handy was leading the group when they chained themselves to the chairs and blocked the entrance. Oh, yeah, this is she's part of this group. See how they went into an abortion clinic, chained themselves up and like basically occupied it at the Washington Surgery Clinic on F Street Northwest. No one should have to experience that intimidation uh, for trying to access health care. Planned Parenthood of Metropolitan D.C. says they are familiar with Handy, who has faced lesser charges for previous protests. And have been disruptive. They have harassed patients. With her sassy glasses. She looks like she's going to see a 3D movie. People would be shocked. I don't know this cat. I've never seen him. in those evidence bags. The clinic where she's a lot of federal crimes had no comment. And today, someone at Handy's place told us they'll have a significant announcement next Tuesday, Adam. What's more significant? What's more significant than we found fetuses in your house? What is more significant? Yeah, the name of announcement is there's a there's a, a prime location DC apartment available for rent now. <laughs> uh. Because the, the the lease probably had a, a limit on how many occupants you could have. Oh, I would my think. God, you know what I mean? on, so she probably put that it was just her and then you can't have overnight guests. And yet there are these five fetuses hanging out oh, in her shit. apartment. I mean, she's the one who's anti-abortion. She must, she reveres these fetuses as creations of God. Playing and they're just Xbox fucking Live. hanging out in her apartment. You know, Greg wants to know, are they guests? <laughs> are they men? Can I get we, five parking passes for like big wheels? Um, <laughs> she's she's off a rocker is what I'm saying. Like, if you look at the video of those people in the clinic chained up, they're all a little bit off. They seem a yeah, we got a, we in my neighborhood. There's a women's clinic and I think there's two of them pretty in my neighborhood. And there's a not direct. Anyway, there's a women's clinic in, in my neighborhood. And it's almost always on Saturday morning, like clockwork, these elderly people out there 
protest. Yeah, there's a just, there's a clinic around the corner from the gym, like yeah. right, literally right around the corner from the gym. Anytime you drive by there, there's some there's at least one elderly person out there walking with a sign, rain or shine. It's like go play bridge or go to brunch. <laughs> like always an elderly come on. person. Yeah, just I guess well, you can't I mean, it doesn't really matter because abortion is about to be over in summertime, you know. So by the end of summer, abortion is gonna be gone in this country. So yeah. Yeah, and then uh, those fetuses will become really rare. Yes, Keisha, I actually have been to a Planned Parenthood years ago. It was uh, stressful then. Those fetuses are going to be NFTs. Is that what you're saying, Andy? <laughs> so them, I, I don't know about. I don't know if you can monetize a fetus like that, but you know that that's the thing. Like the the guy who makes the signs, the anti-abortion signs with pictures of fetuses on them. That guy makes money off that shit. He's he's <laughs> about to lose his job. You know, yeah, his little side hustle. Yep. Yep. So yeah, this woman, I think they're trying to figure out what to charge her with still. I don't even know. Like she had biohazardous material or something like that in her in her house. That's that's the big thing. She said people will freak out when they hear, you think so? (laughs) You think so? So hey guys, it's me. I'm just going live for a second. You might see me on the news later. People are gonna freak the fuck out when they hear what I did. She expected the raid to happen sooner or later. She also declined to say what was in the cooler, saying only that people would freak out when they heard. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll let the news tell you what's in those coolers. Yeah. And that, it I doesn't guess appear to be anything criminal house. about that. Oh, I'm sure there's something criminal about it. She says, are you going to, you got to be creative with charging her. Yeah. I mean, she took something out of the clinic that didn't belong to her and, uh, yeah. and took it home. So, Whatever that means, you know, I'm sure there's there's laws on having medical waste in your house. I think she 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 was arrested and bailed out like within the day, you know, something like that. Oh, well, I shouldn't say that because D.C. doesn't have bail. They just you get arrested, you get a ticket and you go. Yeah. So she went home and just sat on the curb. Just. Yeah. <laughs> thought about with, all her life decisions. That yeah. With uh, with Hulk music playing <laughs> <laughs> the sad music, you know, it's just so lonely in the house now. It's, oh just my God. So, it's just so quiet <laughs> dark <mind>. mode andy <laughs> sick man uh, <laughs> it's crazy Fucking sick i think we ran somebody off well, we're down to yeah we ran off a couple of listeners sorry chat room we gotta we gotta tell the stories man but, man this story was on channel nine news at like four in the afternoon like in the middle of the afternoon yeah. it's when it came on who is it inappropriate for at this point yeah. it's uh it's in the middle out. of the afternoon they put this shit on yeah, yeah. kids fresh out of school you what you gonna watch you gonna watch some more or you gonna watch this <laughs> in between transformers commercials is this story oh man yeah well you know she's a crazy crazy woman so something was going to catch up to her at some point, breaking into an abortion clinic and chaining yourself up and not letting other people in. That's a crime by itself. Yeah, and looting it. I mean, you know, that takes a whole nother level. Maybe they'll charge her with looting. Maybe they'll charge her with looting. It's not people a felony even- to steal from a uh, clinic like that or looting. Yeah, it doesn't belong to you. You can't steal. All right, y'all. We're going to bring this one home on uh, the 
Fetus in the cooler story. Why not? It's like it's like getting Capone on tax evasion. Yep. <laughs> got to you got to do what you got to do to get him. You know. Right. We want to thank Chris for sitting in with us today. We've had a great time with him. The the chair is always open for Chris, but he acts like we don't invite him. So you don't. A couple of weeks ago, I was I was like, oh, maybe maybe I'll get the call. The ch- all I, he has to all. I, let me tell you I, something, people. Chris doesn't even have to call us. Open Chris door just policy. has to. Chris just has to pop into the zoom and he's on that's where we're at with chris so anything you hear saying here about chris is, is chris thinking that shit that ain't but chris is also a patron who doesn't want to ruin his podcast right. listening by being on the podcast right which i understand right. that makes sense right so i get that we all get that but don't let chris sit here and sad sack y'all Ooh, so la- last week on. last weekend i just played horizon <laughs> forbidden west like a like a nerd bro for- i'm about to go play halo for the first time i just downloaded wow. halo onto the xbox they okay. have a new they have a new package for it out because they got that because the show that just came on. Cool. The, Halo the original show on. Halo. I've never played. Halo. I don't know. if it's the I've original. never played it. I, either. I've never played Halo. So I don't know if it's the original. I just know they got a new package to in conjunction with the show that's on right now. The Halo. I'm a Sony. I'm a Sony guy. So I wouldn't know about that, bro. <laughs> yeah. So I'm <laughs> but, going to yeah, I downloaded last night. I fiddled with it a little bit, went to bed <laughs> and then I'm, I'm going to go play with it today and I'm going to play bass a little bit. Yeah. You know. Cool. Yeah. You know. So, Chris, enjoy your show. Uh, yeah, I'm going to see Chris Rock. Yep. Uh, everybody My- else, y'all, all be safe. Love y'all. Love seeing y'all's faces. Uh, love talk talking with y'all. Hear from y'all as always. Carrie, you be safe out there. New tire, he's rolling. <laughs> uh, Andy, you got anything for the people? <laughs> I got nothing for the people uh, whatsoever. Um, <laughs> Dominic did resurrect the mind of Dom. He put up an episode the I other saw night. That. He uh, told me he's like, "Yeah, hey, listen to. It. I haven't listened to it yet. I, I was gonna. I'll probably listen when I walk the talk today." But um, he was like, "You want to come back on anytime?" So I was like, oh, "I'll get to it," you know. But he did bring it back. I don't know if he's doing weekly or every like twice a week. I don't know if he has a plan yet. But there is a new episode of that out there. And Dom is another one who uh, the door is open for him to come on three guys on anytime, but. He'll pop in and sit in the chat for like five minutes and then disappear again. So uh, he's trying to raise a daughter. I get it, but yeah, um, that's out there. Yeah, but I don't have anything uh, myself. I'll probably get back out doing shows sometime later this month. It's looking like I've just got a lot of shit taking up my time. That's all. Yeah. All right, y'all. So we will see y'all Saturday next week. As always, we appreciate y'all and y'all look out for the next podcast on Monday. Uh, thanks so much. Except for you, fucking freeloaders. You look out for us on Thursday. Fucking freeloaders. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Appreciate y'all. We are out. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And I'm Chris Lambert. And we have three guys on. And we are out. <laughs>